Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today we are talking about jump-starting the endocrine system. And I'm kind of reluctant to really talk about this because people are going to think I have all the answers. I don't, okay? (laughs) Right up front, I don't have all the answers. The study of endocrinology is a very detailed study, and I actually know a specialist. He's now since retired, but he helped women for years trying to conceive, and um, it's, it's, like I said, it's a it's a very thankful job for those who are, are specialists. The problem is nowadays is they're so quick to hand out specialized desiccated organs for people to help them beef up their endocrine system. It's, but we got to stop and think about what is the endocrine system. I did put some, there's a, a sheet you can go on our website and you can, um, sign up or I don't know how they do that they you know (laughs) put in their name or whatever and you can get a little handout sheet that kind of helps to show in picture form what the endocrine system really looks like and what it does and how it works it's like I said it's so simple it's not funny and yet it's so detailed and so complicated it's almost more than we can comprehend because we have to remember that God is orderly and everything takes an order in our bodies and it's always the same the external stimuli we take, our bodies take it in, our mind processes it, and that stimuli helps our endocrine system run and function properly, or in many cases today, improperly. Because the entire endocrine system, everything is about hormones. From the time we, we can, we're conceived, hormones trigger our body to grow and develop, to function, everything from our digestive system, our minds, everything is about hormones. And it's kind of funny because some women will say, oh, I cry all the time. And I remind them, be thankful that they actually can cry. How many times I've had women say, oh, I just can't cry anymore. Oh, if I could just sit down and have a good cry, I would feel so much better. You have to understand that crying mechanism, that's hormones. Hormones helping us to release our emotions. Yeah, if it's excessive, (laughs) there's an imbalance. But the point is, is we should be able to cry. We should be able to laugh. We should be able to have anger or sympathy or all of these things are run by our wonderful endocrine system that makes us so human. So with that, we'll go to the beginning and we're going to kind of talk about the entire endocrine system. We have to remember that, like I said, all the external stimuli, everything affects us. Everything does. And some of us are in situations that we cannot change. Okay, we, we can't change our lifestyle overnight. We can change it long-term. We can have long-term goals. But if you want to live and survive and have a home to help your family, to run your job or do your job or whatever, obviously we can make simple changes, but we can't just change it overnight. It's, it's a rare person that can just turn their back on their life that, as they know it today and change everything tomorrow. But 
we can learn to balance our lives so that our endocrine system can run more efficiently. So with that, let's talk about our endocrine system, okay? And then we're going to talk about what really moves this endocrine system and what, how it works. The endocrine system, and we've talked about this so many times before, so I don't want to be redundant, but the major endocrine system glands are the pituitary gland and the, the penile gland, the thyroid, adrenal, pancreas, ovary, and testes. Everything begins with the, the hypothalamus, which runs everything. The endocrine system is a series of glands that secrete hormones directly into the bloodstream. These, that's the way they talk to each other. The penile gland, pituitary, pancreas, ovaries, testes, thyroid, parathyroid, the hypothalamus, and the adrenals. And I don't want to sit and complicate all these. I actually do like to say the handouts are quite detailed and you can get a lot of really, really good information from them because they help you to understand the different diseases caused from a disrupted endocrine system. They have different levels of disease, like the primary and secondary endocrine diseases. And then you have the territory endocrine diseases, which are associated with the actual dysfunction of the hypothalamus and its releasing hormones. So, and with that, you can kind of get some ideas of the different things. And you can look at these charts. You can say, hey, you know, this is where my problem is. I have had a history, say for instance, I have a history of low blood pressure. I have a history of feeling faint when I stand up too quickly, you know, which can all be adrenal. I have a history of this. And so you can look at these charts to kind of get an idea of, you know, where maybe your weaknesses or your strengths are. And you have to remember that we are who we are. We all have, as we take in our external stimuli, we have a response mechanism that we as a person promote, okay? Like you say, you take someone who's really, really calm and laid back, their response system to external stimuli is going to be totally different than someone whose first primary trigger is anger or, you know, to get really hyper or whatever. Everyone has a different response mechanism, and so therefore their bodies respond differently. Their endocrine system responds differently. So you take in external stimuli, the hypothalamus, everything in your body has to process what's going on in the outside. And then it processes that on the inside. So for instance, and it's been reported that like the hypothalamus is, that is the control center of your entire body. Some scientists say, if you believe in a soul, that's where the soul is located because it is who we are. So the hypothalamus makes the decision as to how to treat the external stimuli that's coming in. And some people go, oh, isn't that cute? And other people say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing that. You know, everybody's response is different. So depending on that response, the, the hypothalamus secretes the hormone to the pituitary to tell the pituitary, and he's like the major general. He's like telling everybody he's out there in the, out there in the field telling his troops what to do. And his troops are the liver and the pancreas and all the other glands telling them what to do. So with that, we have to understand that if we have endocrine issues, it's our own fault. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, it is kind of. I, it's because of the way we respond to the external stimuli. You just heard me mention the liver because the liver is essentially what they call an exocrine gland, but it is a major player in the endocrine system as well because it filters everything. The liver in the endocrine system is such that growth hormone is released from the pituitary gland to the receptors on liver cells, which cause them to synthesize and secrete IGF-1, and IGF-1 has insulin 
like effects as it binds to the insulin receptor. And it is also that which is the stimulus for growth in the body. Liver is, like I said, it's, it's has more to do with the exocrine, but it also has a lot to do with the endocrine system. And the exocrine system is the external, more the external functions of the body. They are the basically the receptors of the endocrine system. So the endocrine system runs us, tells us what to do. It's who we are. And the exocrine systems are basically the little foot soldiers, okay, that are running everything after the endocrine system tells us what to do. The endocrine system is... Like I said, it runs the hormones. It gives us emotion. It helps us procreate. It moves us in the direction of love, motivation. It is our drive. It is, like I said, it is who we are. And if we have a healthy endocrine system, then everything else follows suit with health and vitality and strength and endurance. And if we can look at that and say, if we can keep our endocrine system healthy, then we will be healthy. And so today we see that's the sad part is that there's so many endocrine health problems. I can remember my son-in-law said to me one day, he asked how common it was for kidney dialysis. And I said, well, not very. Why? He says, well, they were, he was redoing the cabinets in um, a huge kidney dialysis treatment center. And he said that they were increasing to 120 beds that would run 24-7. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's a pretty major area of the, of the state, but 120 beds that plan they plan to run 24/7. This was years ago. Why all the kidney disease? What's going on? Because of the endocrine illnesses. We have if if the feedback loop. In other words, this the the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the penile gland and the thyroid. When they secrete their, their hormones into the bloodstream, if any one of those is out of sync, then everything is going to be out of sync. Do you see what I'm saying? everything. So something's going to suffer. And the kidney is a major player in this whole system. For instance, the kidney secretes endocrine hormones such as erythropoietin and renin, which together with the adrenal glands is a huge player in the system. The erythropoietin, I'm saying that wrong probably, I'm probably killing it, is a hormone that stimulates the production of red blood cells and hemoglobin in the bone marrow. And it's released in the response to low levels of oxygen in the tissues. And renin is a primary, has the primary function is therefore to eventually cause an increase in blood pressure, leading to restoration of perfusion. In other words, the pressure within the kidneys. So every single thing in our lives affects everything else. It's much like, you know, like your kids will say, well, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't have anything to do with you. You know, and that's the mistake we make in human nature. We think that one, the things that we do don't affect anyone else. When in all reality, God tells us that every single act affects everything, the whole existence of mankind since the beginning of time. Since the world was created, every single act affects everything else. Original sin. Look what that happened. <laughs> okay. And everything within our body as well. Every decision we make, conscious decision, or all the external stimuli that we have to absorb, everything affects everything. And emotion is huge, okay? So here we have the kidneys and the adrenals. They have to deal with all the emotion in our life. Everything that comes in, the way we perceive everything. And then what happens is the hypothalamus takes in this information, tells the pituitary gland what to do. And then we have what we call the negative feedback. And that is simply the way the hormones are talking to each other. So each gland produces those hormones, releases them into the bloodstream, and they talk to each other within the body, okay? 
So we have this negative feedback loop, and there's I've got a couple charts on here that you can kind of look at. And if you study them, you kind of get some sense of how this works. Like I said, it's so simple, it's not funny, and yet it's so complicated, it's not funny. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is, so the hypothalamus releases hormones to the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland releases hormones to the peripheral endocrine gland, which releases to the target organs. So all the different organs, and then you have that that feedback and it goes back around. And so all these hormones are speaking to each other. As the blood flows through the body, everything is talking. When you have a lot of emotion involved, then the kidneys and the adrenals are affected. And that's what we call our stress level. So if you, whether you're crying hysterically or laughing hysterically or you're exposed to being yelled at, your body has to process that situation and it releases hormones accordingly so that it can help it to survive, can help it have the re proper response. You, we used to hear back in the good old days, you know, when the, our early forefathers who lived off the land, they had simply the fight or flight response, okay? Today, do you ever see anybody punch anybody else because of the fight response? No. Do you ever see anybody truly run away? No, okay? It's not a lion that we're being, we have to encounter. Our heart races and we run away, or we have... A bear that we have to fight, you know what I mean, from the other side of the tree. I don't even know. Okay, the fight or flight response. Today, we have to endure this external stimuli 24-7. We can't just fight it or flee away from it. We're constantly doing battle. And don't kid yourself, spiritual battle is huge as well. Everything we are exposed to, we are in the fight or flight. Our bodies have to decide what to do with it. And because everything seems to be just huge lately. I don't care what you watch, whether it's a movie. And people, there's a lot of people who are actually addicted to the adrenaline rush. You know, it's kind of sad. Why can't we just sit and read a good book? Let our systems slow down. Read a book that, that nourishes the soul, nourishes the mind, feeds us. No, we're exposed to everything that is zooming and thrilling. Even when we go to work, how many people have a job that they actually just enjoy? I'm not saying that they don't have to work hard, but that they enjoy so that it doesn't cause anxiety. So it doesn't cause them to have that huge adrenaline issues all the time. And so the point is, is this is the endocrine system. This is how it works. And when anything is being pushed or overtaxed, everything else suffers as well. So that's when you end up with these endocrine diseases, you know, and the first one to think of obviously is allergies because allergies is simply when the immune system is just whacked out and it can't, it doesn't know what to do with this external stuff. In other words, the immune system hasn't been built up from the time we were real small because the T4 cells were building the, that immunity. And so then as that immunity hasn't built up, then the adrenals don't know quite how to fight this external stimuli that it's should have had an immunity to in the beginning. So therefore it starts to fight itself. It's not fighting the right things. Just all of that little stuff from the, the time that we're, God designed us. And I, I talk about the immune system and the allergies and things like that in the world's disease, the world diseases. Oh my goodness. That the, the course we have on world's diseases and homeoprophylaxis, I talk about the immune system quite in depth. But the point is, is if, if we lived according to the way God had designed us, we would have a good, strong immune system. And we would have, yes, the fight or flight response because that's normal. That's the way he designed us because we could, he doesn't want us just to stand there if there's a, t a lion after us, right? But we have all those things in place. And then we have the common sense to understand that we can't be exposed to high stress levels 24-7 because that is what's killing us, folks, the high stress. 
And why are we so stressed out? Okay. Because we feel we're trapped in our lives. We feel we don't have any choices. And many times we don't have a choice of what job we have to take or how we have to live or where we have to live. We don't always have those great choices, but we can learn to train our bodies to slow down. We can say, hey, you know what? I know when I've had enough. And that's when prayer, you know, I know the Hindus and all of the, you know, the yoga meditation and things like that nowadays that gets such rave reviews because it works so wonderfully. But you know what? What is meditation? Meditation is simply to reflect and to give your mind time to mentally clear, to become emotionally calm. Many people incorporate deep breathing when they meditate. Deep breathing simply is a good way to oxygenate the blood, eliminate disease, help your body and your heart to slow down, calm down. Meditation is something that we all do when we're praying properly because we're thinking of something outside of ourselves. We contemplate God. We offer our thanksgiving. We petition God for things that we need. We, like I say, we are thankful. It gives us time to stop thinking about ourselves and to think of things on a higher realm. That's what meditation is. The whole system becomes happier, okay? I don't even know how to say it. We just have to really stop and think about what it is that God wants from us. And I, I know I've been living on the fast track for so long that I just, <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> and it's just that you don't want to disappoint anyone. And when you're doing it for others, you tend maybe to run on a little bit of hyper, you know, fuel. <laughs> because you don't, like I say, you don't want to disappoint anyone. You don't want to not get your jobs done. You don't want to falter in any way, shape, or form. Because if you falter today, then it's twice as many things as you have to make up for tomorrow. But you know what? We also have to remember that we are human. God designed us with a corporal body. And we have to take care of that corporal body. Yes, our mind may want to soar like the angels, but we can't. We have this body that we have to take care of. And how do we take care of our endocrine system, folks? You know, really. We, the problem is, is we're exposed to so many plastics and so many harmful, harmful things in the environment. Everything, they even like even a, a particular pesticide I was studying. Remember, pesticide is a generic term for any insecticide, herbicide, fungicide. It's generic. Okay, so I was studying this one pesticide that is very, very dangerous. And it's even, they even find it in the fog of the Bering Straits. Okay, so in other words, we cannot escape all the pesticides that we're being exposed to. There's no way. And every single one of those pesticides affects our endocrine system. It affects the unborn. It's affecting future generations from now and until, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the point is we can't change that, but we can change how we deal with the external stimuli. And we can detox on occasion. Like the other day, I was exposed. Oh, my word. I had broken a tooth, so I had to have this fixed. They went in. They tried to numb it because I was kind of going, ah, ah, ah. So she couldn't get my tooth numb. <laughs> this dentist kept giving me shots and shots and shots. And finally, the the, the receptionist or the lady working with her says, uh, she's exceeded her <laughs> a dose. Before you know it, I told her, I says, I can't. My eye was watering. And when I had a chance to actually try to close my eye, I couldn't. My eye was numb. My face, it looked like somebody had melted. The my, Like my face was made of wax and it was just melted. <laughs> it was just, I had severe Bell's palsy on the left side of my face. And I went home and I, I took charcoal and I took arsenicum. And oh my goodness, for 24 hours, I felt awful. I felt like somebody had just beat me up. And then the next 24 hours, I literally had the 
almost allergic reactions. I could just, the, my, my nasal sinuses, everything was just so affected. And I just I called my husband. I says, oh my gosh. I says, I don't know if I'm going to get over this. Well, anyway, what happened was I haven't had a cold or a flu in honestly over 10 years. Okay. Since I've been taking my little flu duo, but I got so sick. It, what happened is it, it depressed my immune system so much because I actually, I don't do really well on any sort of drugs. I can't take Tylenol with codeine. <laughs> I remember when I was having babies, I always thought it was part of, you know, I, I thought everybody had terrible headaches after their babies were born. Well, back in the good old days, I never questioned the things that the doctors and nurses did for us. Uh, the, you know, they, after the baby's born, they give you Tylenol with codeine because they had chopped you all up with an episiotomy and all these other different things they did, you know, when they were, when they were delivered. And so I would take the pills that they told me to take. It didn't even dawn on me that I was taking a drug and I would have horrible, horrible headaches just, you know, for days and days after my babies were born. Then somebody told me, well, maybe you're allergic to codeine. What? What do you mean codeine? Well, that's what you're, you're taking with that Tylenol. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So by the time my eighth baby was born, I didn't take that anymore. And I didn't have headaches. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, I was just reacting to that drug. So anyway, yeah, I know I wasn't too bright. Everybody thinks, oh, Sue, you're so smart. No, no, I wasn't. And I'm not. <laughs> I, oh, it's just awful to think of what we go through because we don't know any better. But anyway, the point of all of this is we are exposed all the time to different things that our bodies don't like. And then our body has to decide what to do with it. And so it has a response. And that response usually affects the endocrine system. And so we have our systems who would just love to go to a very pristine area to live and not be exposed to all this garbage and to live a happy little quiet life and just get up in the morning and take care of our children and daddy go off to work and come home and everybody eat supper together and, and pray together and have a game time in the evening. That's the per Isn't that a perfect, wonderful scenario? Yes, and we need to strive for that. But when that can't be, we have to learn to take care of ourselves. Tone it down, calm it down, keep the home life happy so that it is a, it is a place, it's a safe place, so that it is a happy place for everyone to go. Keep that system as calm as you can. And like I said, and, and then on top of all of that, remember God said, man, you will live by the sweat of your brow. We can't get away from that either, folks. We can't live a desk life and think we're going to get away with being healthy. It's not going to happen. We have to sweat. We have to work. Whether it be shoveling snow. Everybody, my son says to me the other day, he says, you know, Mom, you tend to work harder, not smarter. And I said, I know. I know. But you know what? I like it. I like to work harder. He says, when I'm in a really big hurry, I'll try to be smarter. But in the meantime, I like to shovel snow. I like to sweep. Like even the parking lot. I'll sweep the parking lot just because it's good for my upper body strength. Yes, I'm 50-some years old, but I still know how to run a push broom because that's what we did growing up is we kept the alleys in the barn swept clean because if they were clean, the cows were happy, the workers were happier. Cleanliness is next to godliness for a reason. That's what they say. But I do that on purpose. I could have my son use the leaf blower, but I don't because we have to pick and choose. We have to pick and choose our battles, but we do have to live by the sweat of our brows. We do have to jump. Like jumping jacks, seriously, is a fantastic exercise for our lymphatic system okay remember the lymphatic system does not have its own pumps and when our lymphatic system gets plugged up everything nothing can work properly nothing is getting cleansed properly nothing is working properly the spleen is the largest lymph gland in our body and he's constantly dealing with all the bad red blood cells all the old things that don't need to be in our blood but all the, the other lymph glands 
They're just they're cavities that the disease and things go through. It filters them out, gets rid of them, chucks them away. But they can't chuck anything unless we're bouncing and, and exercising and sweating. And like I said, bouncing. Those little tiny trampolines or big tramp. Big trampolines are great for kids. Little trampolines are great for big people because it doesn't jar our, our bones and things like that too much. But we're still getting that, that bouncing motion to help those lymph glands cleanse themselves. And on top of all of this, the endocrine system, like I said, is, is so detailed and yet so simple, it's not funny. And there are different times in our life that, you know, as, as we go through the reproductive years, we have better hormone function than when we get older because as we get older, all the endocrine-producing organs slow down. They're, they're literally only good for so much in a, in a lifetime. So as we get older and our hormones start to slow down, we tend not to cry as much or laugh as much. We have no functioning reproductive organs anymore. So we're not getting that influx of, you know, people say, oh, I have PMS so bad. Well, you know what? That's just one of the prices to pay, right? <laughs> as far as the, the hormone fluctuation. You know, you know, we don't want to have to deal with a lot of physical stuff when it comes to reproduction as far as pain and, you know, cysts and things like that. But we, the fact that we cry at certain times of the month or laugh at certain times of the month, that's okay because that's, that's the system. That's the way it works. It's what moves us. It's what makes us want to go in the direction of a male or female. It, it gives us life. It produces life. So anyway, as we get older, <laughs> we don't have those things anymore. You know, how women can be quoted as saying, yeah, my uterus is full of dust. There's nothing there anymore. And it's true in the sense that nothing functions anymore. But with that non-functioning reproductive organ, the mentals are also slower. The mentals are off more often less, you know, there are no ups and downs. Every Life is more of an even keel. And for some, that can be wonderful. For others, we can miss it, you know. I, I actually miss the days where I had abundance of energy based solely on my reproductive organs. <laughs> And we lose that. So, you know, there's a price we pay for everything, right? What happens also when you don't have that fluctuation is once the balance starts to go, it's pretty hard to bring it back again. So, like, even with a female, when she's pregnant, there's a, there's a hormone in her body. It's called HCG. The only she produces in order to free up food stores for that baby that's, that's there. So when she's pregnant, she produces this HCG that frees up the food stores. So that baby has food 24-7. That's one of the things Dr. Simeon had discovered back in the 50s, that that hormone literally helps everything and all the endocrine organs learn to work together more freely so that that baby has better survival rate. It's very, very interesting. And so as we get older, the body doesn't have as many hormones, period. And when I talk about jump-starting the endocrine system, I have to be very, very careful here because there are, um, there's so many regulations nowadays. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of naturopaths, a lot of homeopaths, they use, uh, naturopaths tend to use what they call desiccated hormones. And that's, those are like healthy liver tissue or healthy endocrine tissue. They use these to jump-start, to stimulate the body to produce more or of of that healthy hormone. In homeopathy, we tend to use sarcode therapy. Sarcode therapy is homeopathic remedies made from healthy tissue, which when used properly, 
by a homeopath, they can stimulate, and I, I use sarcoid therapy quite often actually, but sarcoid therapy stim- helps to trigger the body to st- stimulate those hormone productions of different organs that maybe are running a little bit slack or, and it's not for super long-term use. It's usually just something that helps get things moving and keep it moving in the right direction. I have a particular hormone that I like to use for um, stimulating the endocrine balance. And by this, I'm, I'm saying it has to be used by someone who knows what they're doing and why they're doing it, but it helps to trigger weight loss and helps to balance the endocrine system. And like I said, it's a sarcode. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is, just for the simple fact that um, it's it's very monitored and regulated in certain areas or countries, but it works fantastically, but it's not for everyone either. And so I'm, like I said, I'm very reluctant to even talk about it here today, but people need to know that this stuff is out there, okay? Um, and it's it's homeopathic. It's not injections. It's not actual tissue. It's just a homeopathic sarcode that... If a person is very, very serious and they want to go on a very strict diet, because what happens when your body goes on a strict diet? It gives it time to heal. That's why I keep telling people when you're ill and you have a fever, stop eating. I know last week, was it two weeks ago when my whole system shut down after that tooth situation? I literally had nothing to eat but salads and soups. Um, I know a lot of people can't digest salad very well, but I don't have a problem. But So I'd have a light salad or I'd have a cup of soup. And I did that for, oh my gosh, over a week because I just... Well, I wasn't hungry either because I didn't feel well. But that gives the body time to slow down, to just deal with what has to be dealt with. So when a person has a faltering endocrine system, things aren't balanced. What you do is, and I talk about like adrenal, especially adrenal dysfunction and thyroid dysfunction. And it's only people who have dysfunction. You can't take a healthy person and even if they're overweight, if they're they're endocrine system is running well, you don't want to interrupt with that. They just need to stop eating quite so much to help their weight come down. But if the thyroid is not functioning where it's supposed to, or the adrenals is not functioning where it's supposed to, then it's very often very helpful to have sarcode therapy. And then if they go on a really reduced diet and use the sarcode, then well, they will. The benefit is that they'll lose weight, but there are certain other things that they have to do. You know, they got to make sure that they're taking their, their their probiotics or their lactobacillus in the form of sauerkraut, and they have to make sure they're taking their vitamins so that their body isn't compromised when they're on a reduced calorie diet. And then the sarcoid therapy again is only used for you know three to six weeks, and then they then they go back on the regular diet slowly. It is a very very good way to help the endocrine system. And this is for an endocrine system that's not, there's not actual structural damage. Like the adrenal cortex isn't actually damaged. Like, so if, like I said, if it's only compromised, then this will be very, very helpful. Even in situations like where there's a goiter, things like that, that would be a little different situation. But in homeopathy, we can work with that and we can help that. You know, that's why all of us are iodine deficient. So there are certain things that you work with to help the endocrine system to jumpstart. And I know since I have been, <laughs> my, you know, so stressed out and I'm, I, I'm speaking to the choir here, folks. Actually, all the things I'm telling you today are the things I have to work on all the time. I have to work on my prayer life. I have to work on slowing down. I have to work on keeping myself healthy. And it is a struggle for me to get in my exercising every single day. I have been feeling unmercifully at that in that department lately. And it shows on my whole mental attitude. When I don't exercise, when I don't eat right, 
And I say eat right. I, I don't eat bad things. The problem is, is I don't eat at given times of the day so that my body can rely on that nutrition when it needs it. Oh no, I wait until I actually have time. Well, that might not be till 7, 8 o'clock at night. Isn't that ridiculous? Nobody should eat at that time of night, but that's when I'd eat because, well, I don't have time. That's no one's fault but my own. I need to set those times aside to take care of myself. We all do. The body loves routine. It's so important that the body has routine. It's not funny. So with all of that, I just want to let you guys know that there really is, I do have a program. And if anyone is the only people that would qualify for this program, so don't even, don't even write to me if, if you have, you know, normal hormone function. Okay. It's people who have thyroid imbalance or adrenal problems. Usually people who are a little bit overweight or quite a bit overweight, but when there's actual issues, if you have a normal functioning, like for women who have a normal functioning cycle every month, don't email me because you don't want to start playing with star codes if you have a normal functioning system. For people who have trouble getting pregnant, obviously, and I'm saying if you know what the problem is, you know, if you're just not getting pregnant, it could be, you know, just uptight or something. But if there really is an issue, a hormone issue, then Sarcoid therapy actually could help you. It just depends on the person. And so it's, I just wanted to let you know that there are, there are certain things that um, can just help jumpstart things back in place. And it helps to train the body as well, too. When you're on a, super, a very restricted diet, I say a restricted diet. It's not like I expect people to go hungry. But there's certain things you can't eat because it overtaxes the system. So when you give the, the digestive system kind of a break, then the body can begin to heal itself. And then with the sarcoid therapy, that really does help. Everything just kind of shuts down and boots up again in the course of a strict diet. And if someone isn't doesn't have self-discipline, then I tell them don't even bother. Because if you don't have self-discipline, then it's just you're going to get nothing but frustrated. Because people will say, yeah, but I can't do this or I can't do that. And it's like, well, then that's half the problem in the first place. None of us know how to s- sacrifice anymore. You know, it's just, it's kind of funny. I've actually, I actually have someone in my life that I'm thinking of right now that they say, oh, I can't not eat that. I have to have that. You know, from the time our children are small, we have to teach them discipline. And that never stops. Throughout our entire life, we have to learn discipline. Without discipline, we're just, we're lost souls, basically. The body needs discipline in order to be healthy and to survive. Our minds need discipline. And I always always tell my kids, I says, we're exposed to temptation throughout our entire life. I says, but God never allows more than what we can handle. And once we have mastered a particular temptation, God doesn't keep beating us up with it. He says, okay, now move on. Move on to something more important to master. And so we, we basically win little, little battles until we can finally win the big war. But we have to master these little battles. We have to win over these temptations. We have to train and discipline our bodies. And so, like I said, rest, relaxation, proper food, occasional detoxing. Just do what we can with what we have, but always being feel as though you're in control. If at any given moment you feel as though you're not in control, then something is slacking. That's your body's way of saying, I'm in a panic. You need to help me here. So stop, figure out why am I in a panic? Why do I feel frustrated? Oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. And if you can't change it at that exact moment, at least you're aware of what it is and you can work to try and get that under control in the future. Don't let too many things pile up before you say, hey, you know, I got to get this under control. I remember that old commercial, hey, Calgon. And what was that, a bath salt or a bath something? Calgon, take me away. We kids used to laugh about that. Calgon, take me away. But it's true. Find something, you know, like I said, meditation, prayer. I'm pretty sure our Lord would be very happy if we started all paying more attention to him 
and revolving our lives around that which is really important. Because then the natural system that God created would be at peace. Because that is the way he designed us, is to always seek him above all things. I said, if we can do that, we got it under control, folks. Okay, I've rambled long enough. I just want to let you know that there is such a thing as circle therapy. And for those who are ailing the most, it might be a good option. But for the rest of us, let's just think of things higher above than what's here on earth that keeps us trapped and miserable. <laughs> All right. May God bless you and yours. We hope you enjoyed this podcast about jumpstarting your endocrine system. For a limited time, Sue Meyer is offering a 15-minute video conference session to discuss your endocrine imbalances and to learn about diet and sarcode use at the discounted price of $120. Schedule your appointment by emailing info at homeopathyformommies.com. These appointments are available at this special price until January 31st. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take two minutes to go and give us a review on iTunes. And don't forget to stop by homeopathyformommies.com and pick up the free printable that goes with this episode. From all of us at Homeopathy for Mommies, we wish you a very happy new year.